Good evening on a hot, steamy, 97-degree Saturday afternoon here in Wichita, Kansas. And we do have some breaking news on today's podcast. You're listening to the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast with your host, Anthony Smith. And uh, earlier in the year, maybe it's earliest, maybe just maybe a little over a month ago, we know that the historically black college and universities, those conferences, we know that they postponed their season and pushed back to the spring. And of course, there's a ripple effect from that because you have players that are either opting out and going to put their name in the NFL draft hat or you have players that are looking to possibly transfer out and latch on with a school in a Power 5 conference or at least close enough. Well, today's breaking news, the MAC becomes the first FBS conference to cancel 2020 college football season for the fall. And we understand why, but it's one of those things that you hate to see because you wonder if it's going to be a ripple effect for even the Power Five conferences. So, the Mid-American Conference, known as the MAC, officially canceled its 2020 college football season on Saturday because of concerns about the health and safety of its players amid the COVID-19 pandemic. As such, the 12-member league will become the first FBS conference to decide not to play this fall. The MAC's decision not to play this fall extends to all sports. The conference intends on attempting to play a football season along with the rest of the conference's fall sports in spring 2021. Winter sports are unaffected by the decision, MAC Commissioner John Steinbrecher said in a press conference. There are simply too many unknowns to put our student-athletes into situations that are not Clearly understood, Steinbrick said. It's not the easy decision, but it was the right decision. When asked if there was any resistance to the decision, Steinbrecher told reporters that the decision to postpone all fall sports was unanimous. The school presidents representing the MAC were expected to vote on whether to play in 2020 on Saturday morning after initially planning earlier in the week to meet about finalizing a a scheduling format for the season. It was reported throughout the week that Northern Illinois and its president, Lisa Freeman, had been pushing the league not to play at all with NIU reportedly suggesting it would not compete even if the MAC decided to build a schedule with the intent to compete in the fall. NIU has been one of the MAC's best programs since it rejoined the league in 1997, competing in eight conference championship games. It is the MAC's most accomplished team over the last 10 years, winning four MAC titles out of seven title game appearances since 2010. UConn became the first FBS team to decide against playing college football in fall 2020 on Thursday. It is an independent program unaffiliated with the conference. 
while the MAC has canceled its fall season due to health and safety. There were also financial concerns as the conference was hit hard by the Big Ten's decision to play conference-only games this season. There were 11 Big Ten versus MAC conference games scheduled in 2020 with payouts to MAC schools set to approach nearly $11 million in those games alone. Games against other Power 5 schools were also canceled, leaving just five money games for the entire league. Many athletic departments count on those big money games against Power 5 opponents to cover operating costs each season. Additionally, private COVID-19 testing is expensive and even abiding and even abiding by the minimum standard of one test per week could cost programs significant sums of money over the course of a season. Though Steinbrecher insisted his league would play college football in 2020 despite losing those games, the coronavirus pandemic has not eased or shown significant signs of improvement over the last month. Now, the MAC faces a new concern, losing its best players. There is growing worry across the league that should the Power Five and other conferences go on with fall seasons, some of the league's top players could transfer, particularly as other players across the country are opting out of the season altogether. Multiple FCS conferences have already canceled college football for the fall, and neither Division II nor Division III football will stage fall championships in any sports. Division I will make that decision for the FCS at some point, though that will not affect the FBS, which competes in the college football playoff outside Division I or NCAA purview. However, the MAC canceling its fall season may become a tipping point for the FBS. Will other Group of Five conferences make similar decisions? Will the Power Five face growing pressure from its peers' decisions to pull the plug? I have great faith in all of our colleagues across this enterprise, says Steinbrecher. They'll do what's in the best interest of their student-athletes, coaches, and communities. Only time will tell as the 2020 college football season approaches. So there you have that news for today with the MAC canceling its football season. <clears throat> and just like when the historically black college universities, basically those conferences, when they pretty much the SWAC and the MEAC, when those conferences pretty much said they were going to postpone until the spring season, already had a trickle down of players saying they were either going to opt out and put their name in the NFL draft or they were going to transfer out to schools that are playing in Power 5 conferences. Same could be going on with teams in the MAC. You may see that floodgate open up. If there's a player that has pro potential, he might say, well, I'm not going to risk playing in the spring. I may as well just go ahead and uh, 
look at getting myself ready for the NFL draft combine, whereas you may have that junior on the team who's not quite ready but has potential to play in a higher conference and may decide where's the best fit for him in a Power 5 conference. So those are the things you have to take into consideration. But also seeing that this MAC conference is also a part of the FBS, sometimes a long shot, in most cases a long shot for one of those teams to crack into the Final Four. But that being said, with them making a decision like this, could it have an effect? Could it weigh on the minds of the commissioners in these Power Five conferences that, hmm, because here's the narrative of how this starts from my viewpoint. First, it starts with at least the main Power Five conferences saying, well, pretty much all I'm saying, we're playing conference games only. So when you are dealing with conference games only, well, quite naturally, you're leaving our teams, like the report said, the MAC, 11 games between the Big Ten and the MAC. $11 million lost right there. You look at other conferences that depend on these big money games, and those games have been cut out. It's going to cripple those schools that depend on these games financially to where they may even have to cut out, unfortunately, other sports because now you don't have that budget, that income coming in. So now you have to look at, okay, Power 5, what are you going to do now? Are y'all still going to go with y'all season? Because even if a player decides to transfer, there's going to have to be some type of extensive testing done to make sure this person is where he's going to school at is not one of those COVID hotspots and that he's not basically a carrier and transferring that to the program he wants to go and play for. So we're just going to keep our eyes and ears open and see how this all plays out because I do not think this is the end, but I believe this, this is the beginning and as much as optimism as we want to have there is a slight case of pessimism that says the closer we get to the season there's also a part of me that's saying there's also a closer that there may not be a season I know as college football fan football fans that's not what you want to hear but now you have to look at the landscape of what's happening look what's has been postponed and pushed back to, and th that's just something, especially on the high school level. You cannot conceivably, conceivably, yes, I'm I'm going down to the high school level now. You cannot conceivably push high school football into the spring season for this one reason right here. In my opinion, you have multi-sport athletes in high school. I'm here in Wichita, Kansas, and there are players that play football and basketball. And some of these guys that 
double up, play football and basketball. Sometimes they don't even get to join their team, the basketball team, for preseason workouts because they're playing on a football team that could possibly be playing for a state championship. So then you have only basically, what, like a week to get ready, if that, because the way it's set up, state championship game usually is that Saturday right after Thanksgiving. The basketball season kicks off like that first week in December on that Tuesday or maybe that Friday. So now you got players, maybe two or three players that's on the football team that plays on the basketball team. So, no, you can't do that because you also have those football players that possibly play baseball. Well, we know baseball is pretty much played in the springtime last I checked. So, high school you can't do that and I've even had the opportunity to talk to high school coach on my show uh, Coach Steve Martin coach at Wichita Northwest High School and he's all in on playing the game even if it means playing the game without fans in the stands because you don't want to take that away from the seniors that have put in so much work over the years and to get that chance to play their senior year because for some of these seniors let's just face it they know the reality of them going on to the next level is probably slim to none. And they're playing it for the love of the game. So, I say, for the sake of the high school game, don't do it. When I come back, I'll have some more for you. So stay tuned. from my home office with a daily delivery from gopowercat.com and here we go we're going to try this again we had to throw one of these out as things are happening very quickly as football season nears well a couple big scheduling things in most right now for Kansas State fans. K-State has two non-conference opponents still on its schedule. They'll have to decide which one to play, and maybe that decision will be made for them, and maybe both teams will be out. We will see how that develops. Buffalo and North Dakota are those two teams, and let's take Buffalo first, which is a member of the Mid-America Conference. The Mid-American Conference, the MAC, is trying to decide what it wants to do with its football season. It is the last football bowl subdivision conference not to have made a decision so far on what it's going to do. It's delayed that decision to the weekend. There's some thought they, they will go to eight conference games and two non-conference games, which sounds good for Kansas State. There's also some thought that they might just move to the spring and be the only FBS conference to play spring football, which is rather intriguing if you ask me. And there's some thinking that the MAC just may not play a season, which could kind of spell the end of a lot of MAC football programs that are probably losing money. So we'll see how that develops. If the MAC does decide to play in the fall, can it play Kansas State? Well, New York State has some pretty strict guidelines on travel to Kansas, and if you return, you have to go into a two-week quarantine. 
which wouldn't be ideal for the Buffalo players. We'll see if there's a waiver given or if that restriction to Kansas is lifted. Now on to North Dakota and the Missouri Valley and the chaos of the football championship subdivision of which North Dakota State is three-year reigning king. Well, now the Pioneer and Big Sky conferences have announced that they are moving to the spring. The Big Sky was an enormous piece of the puzzle. Now that they have moved to the spring, the playoffs move with them. And as much as the Missouri Valley wanted to play in the fall, the Missouri Valley has a number of games scheduled against Power 5 opponents and some in the Big 12, including North Dakota, a new member, and Kansas State. Now that the spring is catching the playoffs, look for the Valley to move to the spring also. Our Ross Uglum also runs the North Dakota State site for 24-7 sports, and he believes that the Valley is going to attempt to play some non-conference games in the fall and a full conference schedule in the spring to make them eligible for the playoffs. I'm not sure what the NCAA will say about a conference attempting to play both in the fall and spring. It seems like that could get nixed pretty quickly. If the Valley moves to the spring and they can't play non-conference games in the fall and Buffalo can't come in, K-State has no non-conference opponent and will have to go shopping for one. One that jumped out at us as we looked around the landscape of college football that has a September 12th opening, which we believe is when Kansas State would like to play its non-conference game, is Wyoming. And this is just conjecture, but Gene Taylor knows the folks at Wyoming. Craig Bull used to work for him at North Dakota State. And, of course, Craig Bull was Chris Kleiman's boss. Very intriguing possibility. But there are opponents available out there who have also lost non-conference games that K-State could sign up and bring into Bill Snyder Family Stadium for that weekend. When news happens, we will send it out via our newsletter. If you're not subscribing to the newsletter, head over to Go Paracat. There's a little form right there on the front. Put in your email address. There's no obligation to, with that newsletter to sign up. It's free. When news happens, it comes right to your email inbox, and you'll know the first among your K-State friends. In other K-State news, ESPN released its game-by-game -game predictions for the 2020 season giving percentage chances of teams winning, and it predicts K-State to go 2-7 and seven in the Big 12. Something. Okay, I hope you paid attention to that sound clip coming out of old Fitzy from PowerCat.com with Kansas State University. Why was all of that information so important? Because we now know that the Mac is not playing. So that right there has basically just fouled up K-State football plans as far as their non-conference games. And as far as the Big 12 is concerned, let's just face it. There are so many travel restrictions in some places where you're trying to find opponents. Your best thing to do is just play conference only as well too. I don't now, me personally, if the Big 12 is trying to play some non-conference games, my question is, why? Why? That's the first question. Why? When you have to look at what the landscape is, look at what the norm is. Uh, in an earlier podcast I did, I said, sometimes you have to look backwards in order to move forward to figure things out in today's time. 1918. 1918. When the world was basically caught between a rock and a hard place with a pandemic and World War One. At least we don't have a world war going on, but we have a global pandemic going on. 
and it does not appear to be getting any better no time soon and look like the only way it's going to get any improvement is hate to say it unless they come out with a vaccine one that I know that a lot of people in general American population are saying they're against but I'm not here to talk vaccines I'm not here to talk politics I'm here to talk sports so there's another breaking news and this was as of 24 hours ago breaking news Jonathan Alexander opts out for 2020 football season in a move that go power cat first learned K-State defender Jonathan Alexander has now publicly announced his intent to opt out of the 2020 football season effective Friday night posted via his Twitter account Alexander stated I believe that I must be physically mentally and spiritually healthy before returning to the game that I once loved making him the first wildcat to withdraw from the season prior to releasing his message Alexander briefly engaged in an exchange with GPC about his decision when I come back I'll be the best player in college football says Alexander who per NCAA guidelines will have his scholarship honored and retain a year of eligibility during this period God willing I will be back at K-State the single replies to GPC which is gopowercat.com when asked if he intended to return to the Wildcat roster in 2021. For the time being, Alexander says he's uncertain if he'll remain in Manhattan or return home to the Lone Star State. The decision to exit the season adds to what's already been a news-filled offseason for the K-State athlete. On July 13th, Alexander announced he was among those who had tested positive for COVID-19 this summer though he was asymptomatic during his quarantine and eventual recovery. Prior to and since that admission, Alexander has also been among the most vocal players on social media in support of the Black Lives Matter movement and improved player rights towards the NCAA. In his first season with K-State last fall, Alexander made a splash as a rotational piece in the secondary recording action in all 12 regular season games the six foot two defensive back was credited with 12 25 tackles four for loss with a sack two pass breakups a fumble and fumble recovery he also notably blocked a punt against tcu that led to a touchdown and was one of the team's biggest surprises in the season opener against nichols Recently departed safety, Denzel Goosby told GPC's D. Scott Fritchin that Alexander was on track to be a phenomenal player at K-State. Star defensive end Wyatt Hubert has echoed the same once stating, the sky is the limit for Alexander. Signed by the Wildcats in 2019 as part of Chris Kleiman's initial class as head coach, the 6'2 playmaker, came to Manhattan from Kilgore College in Texas after spending time at Garden City Community College. Originally from Trimble Tech in Fort Worth, 24-7 rated the junior college transfer a three-star prospect after Alexander declared to K-State over offers from Old Dominion and UTEP, plus reported interest from the likes of Oklahoma State, Nebraska, 
in Utah. Alexander's decision seemingly opens a door in Joe Klenderman's defense. K-State had already begun shifting fellow senior Jerome McPherson, who was predominantly a nickel last season, back to safety full-time this offseason. Now they'll search for added depth behind McPherson on back end as well as look for opportunistic bodies to compete at Alexander's other position in the slot. So, you have a player opting out, and I'm pretty sure he's not the only player opting out. So let's look at the narrative of things that's going on right now. This is just a case state. Of course, now, before I move forward, me personally, I think that two and seven prediction for them in the conference was a little bit off base. You look at what he did in his first year. You look at some of the pieces that he have coming back. I think they're much better than a two and seven prediction. That's just my opinion. Sometimes I think some of these experts that make these predictions, these are guys that never played a lick of football and don't know what it takes. Uh, look, look, Just look at the body of work of what Chris Kleiman did last year and in the time that he had to do it and what he put on the field. We're talking about a team that beat Oklahoma. Granted, that game almost slipped away from them, but at the end of the day, they beat Oklahoma. So, 2-7 prediction. Granted, maybe they didn't bring in a stellar recruiting class, but I'm pretty sure they recruited to the strengths of their team. And these players have already bought into Chris Kleiman. So, me personally, I think a 2-7 and seven conference record. <laughs> but who am I? I'm just a little guy trying to do a podcast, okay? But let's look at this. I want to get back on this. You cannot move college football to the spring. You just can't do it. For this reason right here. Now, maybe some of those smaller conferences can do it. But at the same time, they're starting to feel the crunch because if they have players who are good enough, who are pro prospects, they're not going to risk it. You look at even teams in the MAC or the MEAC, which is one of the historical black, black college university conferences, the MEAC, or the SWAC, which is the other one. If they have players who are pro prospects, they're not going to risk it. They're basically going to prepare themselves to get ready for the NFL draft. So, let's look how this can trickle down. You have one FBS conference saying, it's a no-go. We'll pick up in the spring. That conference is going to be just like the SWAC and the MEAC. You will have players explore their options to transfer to schools that plan on playing this season, which are your Power 5 schools, if they play. Because these things have a way of tending to trickle down. I'm pretty sure it's some of the Power 5 conference schools. I'm pretty sure there are players, if they haven't already done, they're thinking of it, opting out. You look at Alexander Kidd at Kansas State. The report we just brought up before you. He's opting out. He's not the only one. He's not the first one. He's not going to be the last. 
So, right now, at best, as much as I would like to wake up on a Saturday morning, turn on my TV, and see a college football game, I have to prepare myself for the reality that the way this is shaping up and the way the dominoes are starting to fall, I have to prepare myself that there just may not be a football season. So now I pose this question. If there is no football season, whether it be on the college level, pro level, what are you going to do to fill that time? Are you going to be more in tune with Major League Baseball? Are you going to be more in tune with the NBA and the playoffs? Are you going to be watching Brooks Kapka, Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, PGA? What are you going to do to fill that time if there is no football? That's something to think about. Because it very well could happen. Or what are you going to do? Let me just give you some football. What are you going to do if there's nothing but football outside the Power Five and all they're doing is playing conference games only and maybe with 25% capacity fans in the stand? With mask on. That's something to think about. I would love to hear your comments, your thoughts. So, drop me a comment or two and tell me what you think about this. This is A Train Sports Talk Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, take care of yourself.